Hey, Boilermakers! Welcome to the Success Express. I'm Grayson Stanjakevich, and I'm so glad you're listening in. Every episode, I sit down with an esteemed guest, and we discuss all the questions we have as students and job seekers. We're talking about job interviews, internships, networking, and how to put your best foot forward. We're tackling the hard questions like, how do I create a competitive resume as a freshman? Or, how do I smoothly transition from undergrad to my first job? Our guests share advice, personal experiences, lessons learned, and so much more. It's all here and it's happening right now. Welcome to the Success Express. Today's guest is Lauren Carter. Lauren is a career coach here at the Purdue CCO. As a career coach, she engages in conversations with students and alumni about their passions and career goals. Using a strengths-based coaching style, she empowers individuals as they navigate unique career trajectories and develop action plans for transition. Lauren is on the show today because we are discussing one of life's hardest transitions to navigate, transitioning out of undergrad into your first full-time job. Between moving to a new place, making friends as an adult, adjusting to the 9 to 5, and handling new finances, the season of life can be stressful and confusing, yet at the same time so exciting. While this episode may pertain most immediately to seniors, all of us can get something out of it as we look forward to our graduation day. It'll be here before we know it. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Welcome to the show. Hi, Miss Grayson. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm pumped to have you on. Everybody, this is my boss. (laughs) We're literally in her office right now. It's really fun to see Grayson in her element with this podcast because she's the one who started it and she's always telling me that she's working on it, but I never really see, you know, her recording. So it's fun to see Oh, thanks. It's mm-hmm. fun for both of us. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Lauren, let's just jump right into it. Okay. Um, what do you think are the relational challenges that a senior might face as they head out of undergrad? Yeah. So I think one thing that I wasn't really expecting was my relationships would change. I think I kind of thought like mes- met my best friends in, in college and I just didn't really um, grasp the reality that those those friendships will change like all of a sudden you know we're not in class all day together we're not um, and I still lived with my best friends after I graduated from college but all of a sudden we were kind of like on our own paths Um, like some friends got engaged or some friends moved or some friends you know just went to grad school or um, we're just kind of all over the spectrum Um, so I think I wasn't realizing that my friendships would look a little different Um, that's not a bad thing but it's just kind of the reality of leaving college is you're naturally going to kind of maybe grow apart from some friendships, um, get closer with some. Yeah, that just was something I wasn't really prepared for. I feel like it's almost unavoidable. Like you mm-hmm. just, everyone has to wrestle with mm-hmm. that feeling of change. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like there's going to be some friendships that, you know, you're going to stay really close to and then some friendships do fade and that's okay I think you just have to say it's okay for some friendships to change it doesn't mean that you didn't have a great friendship or it doesn't mean um, that you're not trying it's just kind of the reality you can't do it all and you know if you move to a new place you kind of need to make room for new friendships too Um, so I think just giving grace to yourself and grace to other people like giving grace to your friends yeah Um, I think one thing that was really helpful for me 
was to schedule weekly phone dates with friends. So like every Tuesday, I would FaceTime Rebecca, who was also going through a similar transition. That was really helpful because we didn't have expectations that maybe we need to text all the time, but we could really look forward to that weekly or monthly FaceTime or phone call to catch up. And it's also really helpful to have friends in a similar season who are going through Mm -hmm. a transition too to talk to. So I think having that intentional time was really helpful for me. I love that idea mm-hmm. because otherwise I feel like that can get kind of lonely mm-hmm. if you're sitting there and thinking I'm the only one going through this, but to be able to keep up with your friends on a regular basis and right. know that they're in the exact same spot you are, yeah. that has to be so comforting. Oh yeah. And I think, you know, I moved to West Lafayette brand new when I started this job, didn't know anyone here. And so what was hard for me was, and I think seniors go through this too, is when you transition out of college and move to a new place, you're not really known in that place that you're moving to. So you have your A game on when you're going to social Mm -hmm. get-togethers. It's really a place of comfort to talk to a friend who knows you well, who you don't have to try. And you can just be like, yep, this is how my transition's going. This is what's been hard. This is what's been good. So I think keeping in touch with people who know you well is so important to help you feel known. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love that. And that kind of leads me into my next question about – Moving to a new city, as you said, a lot of your friends moved. That's Mm -hmm. just kind of the reality unless you move back home, Mm -hmm. which is fine, too. A lot of times after you graduate, you move to a new place. And with that comes making friends. Mm -hmm. And making friends as an adult is so much different than making friends, you know, middle school, high school, even in college when everyone's right there and they're so accessible. So can you share a little bit of insight on what it's like to move to a new city and having to make friends as an adult? Yeah, yeah. So I would say moving to a new place is mostly really exciting, right? Like I remember getting this job at Purdue and just like feeling super excited to start somewhere new. It's full of potential possibilities. And so I was just so eager to um, be done with school and kind of start a new chapter of my life. But it also can be a little terrifying at times. I think for me after moving here and then once like the shininess kind of wore off, that's when some days kind of felt harder of like, okay, I'm kind of tired of like being the new person or I'm tired of putting myself out there. Um, I love having my places um, in town. So like the coffee shop that I love or, um, you know, the place that I work out or the trails that I like to go walk on. And so having to do everything for the first time, it was, I would say both parts, it was equally as exciting as it was just kind of like, it could be scary. Um, It could be lonely. I think once the, like I said, the shininess kind of, fades it there were times that felt really lonely for sure making friends can definitely be challenging I think most people I talk to after they graduate from college it's like man making friends as an adult isn't as easy because you know your whole life you're kind of you know you go to school in kindergarten and you have your family and until senior year of college you're kind of given a group of people who are in a similar stage of life as you your classmates And so I think for the first time in your life, you're not really – sometimes some people are, like maybe with a job or something, they're given a great community Um, if they're in like a fellowship or if they're in like a massive cohort of some sort. But then people are just kind of moving to a new city to work a job. Like that can be really hard to meet people because you're working an eight to five for the first time. Um, Maybe after work you're really tired and you just want to go home. And so you really have to put yourself out there. And um, I think you just have to be okay with like, all right, there could be some friend dates that I go on that 
don't go super well and right. that's okay right. but don't give up like right you need to put yourself in places where you're going to meet like-minded people right so this is a great opportunity to ask yourself like what do i like mm. what do i like to do for fun what inspires me um how do i want to grow and how can i surround myself with people who have similar interests and i think absolutely. that's the perfect way to start meeting new people absolutely can you think of like some specific examples of what those types of places might be yeah Definitely. So I think, you know, working out, like just thinking through, like, what are some hobbies that you plan on implementing into your life? So like, for me, like working out, like joining a gym. Okay, so instead of just going to the gym and hopping on the treadmill and doing a workout on my own, what if I went and did classes somewhere? Like that is a great way to meet people, um, maybe who are in a similar um, stage of life. It's just setting yourself up for conversation, friendly conversation. And so, you know what? I probably worked out at this place for like a month and didn't talk to anyone. But then eventually you start noticing the regulars. And before I knew it, I was, you know, going on a coffee date with a couple of the girls from my workout classes. And we were Facebook friends. And, you know, it starts, you just kind of have to be bold and just say like, hey, would you like to go check out this with me or whatever? And this is all obviously personal, like you can alter it. Um, But, like, hobbies that you enjoy doing, like, even games. Like, there's plenty of, like, game cafes in cities, even in Lafayette. So if there's one in Lafayette, I bet there's one, you know, in most big places. In the big places. It's like, if you're a gamer, like, go go to the nights, like, game nights at these places. Or, you know, if you really like um, coffee, like, go to the the trivia nights at the coffee shops or, or whatever. Like, find out what's going on. I think... I've always been an advocate for, like, checking out Instagram, Facebook, finding out the events that happen. I also think volunteering, it's a great hobby to pick up after you graduate. I love that idea. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can find a cause that you're passionate about, and again, you know, it might take you a month to start noticing the regulars there. But once you do, then that's when you can start getting to know people a little bit better. So just think about, okay, what what do I already like to do and how can I um, put myself out there and get plugged into my community because that's the exciting thing about graduating from college is you do have time to think about all right I get hobbies now I can have hobbies right so what are your hobbies right and if you're sitting there thinking to yourself I don't have any hobbies who am I that's okay I've totally been there too of like feeling like in college my hobbies were school and social right so then but now you have a whole evening wide open or whatever your work schedule is you have so much time open now where you kind of get to figure that out and explore a little bit so it's exciting and give yourself grace if you're feeling like i have no hobbies i am you know just put yourself out there and try new things and you might surprise yourself yeah i love that i think something you touched on was that this is the first time in your life that you're no longer a student i think for a lot of us as we're you know, especially senior year, going through senior itis, you're just looking forward to graduating. You're like, man, I cannot wait to be done with being a student. But then you're done being a student. And I feel like it's probably one of those things where you're like, wait a second. This is all I've known for the past 22 years of my life. Like, how do I function as a human being? So how do you reconcile with no longer being a student? Yeah. So I think it's kind of an identity question of like your whole life you're a student you know I'm a student at Purdue oh what do you do there like it's you know how the first question people ask you is yep what do you do with your life and you're what do you do for a living and you're like oh I'm a student at Purdue so it's the first time where you're like you know either identify by your job so be cautious there for me I was surprised like at first it was super exciting to not be a student anymore because making money I don't have to do anything after work like I can focus on myself with my friends um, can pour into my hobbies. But then after a while, I like 
really, really missed belonging. Yeah. I felt like such a sense of belonging in my alma mater. And so I think missed being part of something bigger than myself. And so I think that goes back to like, it's so important to figure, like find hobbies that you're interested in. Yeah. I also just really missed learning. Like that was something that I totally was surprised by. I was never like a super into school type of student, but all of a sudden I just really missed learning. And so, I mean, eventually that's what propelled me to get my master's. But I think, you know, how can you continue to be a learner? So what does that mean? Like joining a book club or, you know, doing things. um, Listening to a podcast. Listening to a podcast. Totally. (laughs) Like reading books on your own or, you know, watching YouTube videos, whatever it is. But I think challenge yourself to continue being a learner. Yeah, I love that. That's a really great point. What's the best way to handle new financial challenges? As you said, first time making money. Yep. Um, also, first time to start paying off that debt. Yes. So how do we do this? Yeah. So I think um, be aware. Be aware of the money that you're spending. I know when I was in college, like I had a, like a loose budget, but um, I kind of knew that I was probably spending more than I was making. So start a budget. Um, be aware of your spending, and um, I think the more that you're aware, just the more intentional you're going to be about where your money's going. I think it might surprise you how much you spend on Starbucks every week. Do you really need to do that, or um, do you really need new clothes every month, or you know these luxuries that maybe you've had for a while? Time to put on the back burner. So I love using an app. Um, it's called Mint.com. I think it's a pretty common app, but I'm able to like sync my cards with it and um, it lays out all of my different categories so I have challenges for myself for saving money you know paying off debt it just makes it really user-friendly I'm definitely not a math or finance gal by any means so if I can do it you can do it yeah just find whatever works for you and and I think setting goals for yourself is important but also like take care of yourself and reward yourself along the way Um, but I know there's so many great programs out there that offer wisdom with finances um also, if, if you need some, like, guidance professionally, like, you know, you can always talk to someone maybe at your company who you work for, like in the HR department or in the finance department, or if you want to find a mentor. Um, I think it's always helpful to have wisdom from people who, you know, are 10 years older who went through a similar experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness for those budgeting apps. Yes. Also, one more note on, on budgeting is – One thing I kind of forgot about was how expensive moving is. So just make sure, like, if you're moving to a new city, like, it adds up really fast. So, like, you know, starting – you have to apply for an apartment. You have to pay for a hold in the apartment complex. You, you know, have to pay for moving supplies. You have to um, start – a Comcast account. You, I mean, all these things actually add up really fast. So just make sure that you're being mindful of that. I think going with roommates is always a really, really smart idea right out of college because yeah. it helps with like your transition of a, like maybe not feeling so lonely, like having a roommate could be a really good thing, um, but also like financially really smart. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing that little yeah. tidbit because I think when you graduate college, the first financial piece that anyone ever talks about is paying off your loans. Yeah. But you're so right. Yeah. Moving is expensive. Yes. And that's the other big thing you're going to have to tackle. Yeah. So even seniors, like as you're looking to graduate, that's probably something to start planning for because that'll be here before you know it. Yeah. So. Love that. Thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. What are some tips for stepping into a full-time job? Yeah. Like being on the eight to five or nine to five for the first time. Yeah. Having coworkers. Right. Like, right. With the eight to five, I mean, you're you're probably going to be kind of tired at first. Like I remember when I first started a job, A, it's exhausting being the new person. 
and you're kind of like a sponge when you first start like even though you're not in the classroom learning all the time like you're constantly learning on this job obviously so I think whatever self-care looks like for you after work or before work or during your lunch break you need to do it especially when you start a job so if that means that you know when you go home like you need to go for a walk or um, you need to not talk to anyone just take care of your physical needs because it's it's going to be tiring in eight to five like you have to get used to it you know if you have a commute like what are things you can do in your commute to help you by the time you get to work so give yourself grace to adjust for sure it's the first time you're doing that um, I also think as far as coworkers, get to know them when you first start your job you're going to be the new person um, I would highly recommend like scheduling a 30-minute coffee with all of your coworkers. You should probably ask your supervisor, is that okay if I do that on, on the clock? But I think getting to know them personally is just, it helps your transition in so much. It helps you understand what their role is in the company. And then, you know, just who doesn't want to be friends with their coworkers? So I think if you have space and permission to get to know them personally, definitely do that. A great piece of advice that I received is, what are your expectations for your first job? It is okay for it to not be your dream job. Okay, so it's going to feel like a lot of students who graduate Purdue have their dream job. They landed it. A, that might not be the case at all for them, but that's what they want you to think. But B, like, let's set expectations here. You have a job. That's amazing. Your expectations could just be this is a great job that I'm going to work and I'm going to great, gain great skills and who knows where it's going to lead me. But my expectation is just to go in and work really hard and be a great employee and learn great skills and we'll see what what next steps are. Um, but I just want to say it's okay to not maybe have that dream shiny job that you thought maybe that's, you know, the next job after your first yeah. job. Thanks for saying that. Mm-hmm. I think especially out of school like Purdue, so many of us have our hearts and mindset on a specific company or a specific job that we've been working for. Um, and that doesn't mean that that's a bad goal to have by any means. But I love um, that you just shared that the reality of it is that that very first job out of college is probably not going to be that dream job that we've been dreaming of. It might be further down the road, whether it's the next job or even a few jobs down, whether it's a couple promotions later on or a completely new company that we transition into. Um, it's good to know that it's okay that your first job is just your first job. Yeah. And you never know what, like I said, what skills you're going to gain, right. who you're going to meet along the way. Like right. this job is happening for a reason. So let's lean into that yeah. and let's work. Let's show up every day and give it 110% yeah. and be the boilermakers that we are. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, but just, yeah, think through what are my expectations of this first job? Yeah, that's so good. Mm-hmm. What if we're graduating without a job? Yeah. It's scary. Yeah, I've been there, and a lot of students are there, you know, where it's April and we're having seniors come in who are like, we don't have a job yet. First and foremost, I mean, easy plug for the CCO, but come see us. We would love to help you, and there are plenty of employers and resources out there who want you. They want to hire you, and so come see us. Um, But just if you're there, um, if you graduate without a job, know that it's okay. Know that you're not the only one. Know that you are valuable and you have worth. Um, And just because, you know, it hasn't panned out the way you thought, you know, graduating would go, that's okay. And employers are still going to be hiring and just come in and see us here at the CCO. We can talk to you about it. Um, But just, yeah, I just want to say that it's okay to not have it all figured out right now. And there are plenty of students in the whole world who graduate senior year without a full-time job. 
um, even though that's not quite the stigma or what you'd hope for, right? Like there's that expectation again of you graduate in May, you start your job in June, you have roommates, you're living this hashtag adulting dream life. And that's just really like kind of an unfair expectation for seniors, I think. So just know that different industries have different timelines for their hiring needs. And um, like I said, come in and see us here at the CCO. Yeah. I think another great footstep is internships as well. Like there's no shame in doing an internship after you graduate. And I think it's so interesting, actually, a lot of times when you look at internship applications, a lot of companies are looking for students who just graduated Mm -hmm. to do an internship. I think we always think internships are only for undergrad, you know, the summers in between. But that's not true at all. Do an internship the summer after you graduate and then they might really like you and have a full-time opportunity when you're done in the fall. Yep. I could not agree more. That's a great point. I think I was totally that student who thought I would never accept an internship after I graduated. But no, I see that all the time now working in career services. And like you said, it's a great way to maybe be in a pipeline for a full-time job. Or if you have a great experience at this internship, they can recommend you, you know, to colleagues in the industry. Right. And I think the beauty of internships too is that um, if it's not something you're loving – it has an end date in sight, yep. right? Yep. So you're not like signing your life away for right. a whole year. So it's a great way to test the waters if you're kind of still like checking out industries that you're interested in. Yep. Totally, mm-hmm. totally. And yeah, as Lauren said, guys, come to the CCO, Young mm-hmm. Hall. We're here Monday yeah. through Friday, make an appointment, meet with somebody, yeah. whether it's an internship or a job you're looking for. Career coaches like Lauren are here on the clock ready to help yeah. you. And we are open all summer too. So, you know, if you are feeling really overwhelmed right now with school and, you know, all of life, um, just remember that you can schedule an appointment with us after you graduate, whether that's over the phone. Um, ideally, it would be in person, but just know that we do offer lifelong services. So even as an alumni, you're welcome mm. to come back. Once a Boilermaker, you're always a Boilermaker. Oh, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I think that's another thing. Not everyone knows that yeah. after you graduate, you guys are still here and they can still yes. utilize you yeah. guys as a resource. So yeah. awesome. So I know we've talked a lot about the things um, that are that are coming up as we as we graduate, as we transition. In your opinion, what are the most exciting things that we get to look forward to in this season, regardless of whether or not we have a job? Yeah, yeah. So there are so many things that you have to look forward to. I mean, I think students have worked so hard, right? Like you've been working so hard since you were a five-year-old on your education. Now you get to use it. And you get to pour into a job that, um, or an industry hopefully that you're really passionate about and growing your passions is a really fun thing. Feeling like I'm doing what I was created to do. I'm getting to use my strengths. Um, Because I think obviously in school you're required to take classes that, like I remember for me, like science is just not my forte. Like I didn't necessarily wanna be in my geography classes, but kinda had to be. So like it's really fun when you graduate because you get to dive into a field that you feel like, all right, this is what I was made to do, or this is helping me on my road or on my path of where I'm supposed to be in the future. So I think that's so fun. And honestly, adulting is super fun. Like it, you have space to take care of yourself. You have the freedom to explore your passions even more. Um, like I said, just being able to check out hobbies that maybe you've always dreamt of for your future. Um, I think the independence is super fun too, like financially and just having freedom to, you know, do happy hour with, with friends after work on a Thursday night and not have to be stressed about, oh, I have this paper I have to do when I get home. Like you don't have the the looming (laughs) schoolwork over your head all the time. And, 
Um, so I think just really getting to take care of yourself, um, pursue your passions and, and use your strengths is just a taste of what you have to look forward to. Yeah, that's so fun. Mm-hmm. I love that. Lauren, last question for you. We try to ask all of our guests this. What is something that you failed at in undergrad? How did you learn from it? How did you go? Yes. So Grayson's smiling because I love the topic of failure. So I guess I have an unfair advantage of, I feel like I've reflected on quite a few failures um, in my past, but this is very relatable to seniors. So here we go. When I graduated from my undergrad, I had a dream job. I wanted to be an admissions counselor and was worked in the admissions office all throughout my undergrad and was a tour guide and um, felt really like I knew all of the the admissions staff super well, kind of thought I had this job in the bag, to be completely honest. So I applied after I graduated and um, I didn't get it. And so I found out in like the end of June. So I was like kind of waiting around for this job and I wanted to work at my alma mater, still have that sense of belonging. It was like the hardest rejection because I think it really like dove into my sense of like value or worth. Yeah, more of a personal space. It was personal. Yeah. And and you know what, when I look on back on it, it's the biggest blessing. Like I think it was time for me to move on from that chapter, but and obviously like I wouldn't have gone to grad school right away had I not had I gotten that job and who knows, I just think it completely changed my trajectory. So, I think not getting a job in the time felt like such a failure to me. But when I look back on it, I'm like, that was not a failure at all. Like, I'm so proud of myself for going for that job and trying out for it and like thankful that it didn't work out, honestly. But at the time it, it felt like a failure. But I think when I look back on it in hindsight, the way that I failed there was like allowing my self-worth to feel less than because Mm. I didn't get that job. Mm -hmm. So that's probably a little bit deep for the whole failure question, but no, I like to that's go deep, so. a, that's a great answer. <laughs> yeah, and I think, but I think it's relatable, relatable to seniors Absolutely. of like, hey, it's okay if you don't get your dream job. Yeah, because like I said, in hindsight, I don't think that really was my dream job. Yeah. So, what did you end up doing after you found out you didn't get the job? Yeah, I just had to start looking for jobs again, which was also really hard when it felt like I was, you know, my dream job got taken from me. So I was like, well, all my other, all these other interviews feel less than, but, um, so I worked a job, honestly, this could be a whole other podcast episode, worked a job that I really didn't like my first year, um, for 10 months and I endured, I persevered, but it was not what I wanted to do, but that was just as important for me to recognize what I don't want to do because it informed me of what I do want to do. So sometimes you have to find out the hard way, right? Um, and then ultimately that's what led me to go to grad school. So yeah, the door to grad school and then grad school led you here. Yep. So. And now I'm helping students who were kind of in my shoes of yeah. not really knowing what they wanted yeah. to do. I'm so glad that we have people at the CCO who have relatable stories like that, mm-hmm. um, who can be on our level and see us for who we are mm-hmm. and, um, have empathy yeah. in that sense. So another great reason to check out the cco you guys yeah come see us yeah well lauren thanks for being on the show today well thank you grayson yes (laughs) you guys we are nearing the end of season one and i just wanted to say how grateful we are for all of you who have been listening along it has truly been such a joy to watch this community grow Would you be willing to do us a favor? If you have been enjoying the show, could you leave a rating and review on iTunes? It'll just take a quick second and your review will help iTunes know to recommend the show to other listeners. Again, 
I cannot say enough how grateful we are for your support. As always, feel free to stop by the CCO and meet with one of our consultants to discuss your resume, interview skills, or visit our career closet. You can also schedule an appointment to meet one-on-one with a career counselor. We're located in Young Hall, and we're open Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Also, you guys, we're going to be here all summer long, so be sure to stop in and say hi. And this is super exciting news. Please be on the lookout for an upcoming special series premiering right here on the Success Express just during the month of May. We are so excited to share what we have in store for you guys. That's all we have for today. I'm Grayson Stanjakevich, and thanks for tuning in to the Success Express.